well, well. Welcome back. That's how I'm going to start every episode from now on. Well, well, well. I'm not I'm not going to. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. It's episode 150. We're back after the shortest hiatus ever, even though we basically didn't take a break because a new episode came out last week, but it was banked, but I also had a baby last week. Was that last week or the week before? That was the week before. Dang, oh, man. Things have been happening. It. I am losing it. You are not wrong. He's losing it Being already. a dad changes your brain, and I am that dad. <laughs> I'm Perry. I'm the host of this My Bourbon Podcast. 150 episodes. You think that we would get this this intro down by now? No, it's digressing. No, absolutely <laughs> not. With me this week, as he pretty much normally is anymore, it's Swan, formerly the Bourbon Finder. Swan, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you too, man. Oh my goodness. This is like, this is just insane. I can't believe that we're back so soon can't believe that i have a baby now um she's happy and healthy she is unbelievably good she sleeps through the night for the most part she just wakes up to eat she's not fussy and it was all just culmination all a bunch of reasons for us to get back to the studio and to record for the 150th episode yes <sighs> i'm excited I'm me excited. too man yeah so we normally start out episodes with a segment called Flying Blind. We do. And it's a segment where usually I blind the other person with something. But this week, Swan has blinded me with something. Yeah, I'm playing the Uno reverse card. <laughs> Putting that down. And you told me before we started recording, this is all that you had of this. Yeah, this is a sample given to me by a friend. Well, it smells fantastic. Smells real, oh, like cookie buttery. That is that is an amazing nose. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not like Mahalo Series Two. <laughs> hey, if they did, they stepped their game way up, <laughs> way, way way up. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> that'd be hilarious. I'm not used I'm not used to the microphone settings and everything. I gotta I'm constantly adjusting and shifting. Haven't talked into a microphone in two weeks. It's bizarre. Figuring it out again. Does my phone microphone count? Because I've talked into that. Sure. All right. Cool. Well, welcome back. Let's do this. Cheers. Clink. Ding. <laughs> Unique. Unique New York. That's good. Yeah. I like it. So this is a uh, 104 proof. Is it another Russell single barrel rye? <laughs> is that what you think it is? <laughs> no. <laughs> but for the pregame chats, we did just drink two different not, or, uh, Russell single barrel ryes. Oh, it was on purpose. Yeah. No, I made sure they're all the same proof, so it's not like oh, crazy oh, okay. jumps in, up okay. and down. Yeah. yeah. Is this a new riff? No. I don't know This what it is, is Smoke Wagon Desert Jewel. This is good. Yeah. We should do a smoke wagon pick sometime. We, yes, <laughs> you got me there. Yeah, let's go to Nevada. Man, I am. Well, they can send us samples. That's true. I still want to go. Oh, I'm I'm down. I love traveling. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've been to Nevada yet. Me neither. Oh no, I have. I've been to Vegas. <laughs> Not even close. Good stuff. No, this is delicious. 
Oh, yeah. I can, like the nose better than the palate. Can you divulge who it is that gave this to us? Oh, yeah. Reynolds, one of my buddies. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, he had a he had a bottle of this. Yeah. Told me he was kind of shooting himself in the foot a little bit because he, he had the chance to buy quite a few bottles and just bought Oof. two yeah. and sold the other one immediately. This is only the second time that I've had Smoke Wagon. We got a couple of samples from Eric Smith as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, this is the 10-year-old Desert Jewel. Uh, that everyone was just going crazy over. This, I can understand why. Yeah. Didn't I give you those smoke wagon samples? Maybe. I'm 98% sure that I did. Yeah. I probably have had them, but I didn't have this version of it. Yeah. This is my first. But I'm, I'm pretty sure, because he gave me two different sets of samples. I think we did it as one of the at-home episodes. That sounds potentially right. <laughs> Who knows? I can't remember. Either I way, g- Smoke Wagon, g- yes. Smoke Wagon, good. Is is good. I appreciate Smoke Wagon. Hey, I, so first off, thank you for doing that flying blind there, Swan. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Reynolds, as well. So a couple of things before we get into the episode itself. If you have not yet subscribed, rated, reviewed the podcast, please go ahead and do so. You can do that right in app, and we will read out any new reviews of the podcast. Uh, I don't think we have any this week. I'll go back and check before we get to the end of the show. But I'm pretty sure that we're uh, we're a little dry on that part. Yeah. And uh, you can also become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. $5 a month, you get bonus content like the pregame chats, the last call. We're going to ease our way back into the last call. That's uh, Those are always a beast for editing mm-hmm. for me. Um so we'll we'll get we'll get back to that sooner rather than later, I think. Um, but there is still a huge backlog of Patreon content uh, over there. And again, it, I I did just have a baby. It's a really great way to support the show. Helps us cover some extra expenses every month. Um, so again, patreoncom slash podcast If you can help donate to the show, please do that. If not, it's understandable. Just listening and sharing and rating and reviewing all that stuff helps out a lot as well. Swan, it's been two weeks since we've seen each other. Yeah, I imagine that the question I'm about to ask you is going to take up a bulk of the episode. Okay, it's probably not. It is. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I know the question. But I, it, it's the question that I ask you every week. What, what have you, you been drinking recently? What, what have I been drinking? Yeah. Uh, what you e- been drinking? E- everything. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I, and fortunately, I, uh, I moved my entire bourbon collection. You did. And what ended up happening was, I'm just going to try it all. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, the best excuse. Yeah, so I got a, I got a Glen Karen and just... Little splash. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Little, little splash, and just kept doing that until I moved everything downstairs and did not have the wherewithal to actually like put it up. I yeah. just it just made it to the basement <laughs> for the time being. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's down there, and it, it got moved and finally organized and cleaned off. But I got down there and I was like, it's not going on the shelf. <laughs> Can't do it. Just gonna sit in my room full of whiskey and just. Sit here. The, the epitome of floor whiskey. Yes, it was all floor whiskey. <laughs> At that point, is is it just whiskey? It, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Whiskey floor instead of floor whiskey. Terrific. Um, I've been drinking a lot 
of different things as well. I'm glad I finished off that sentence with different things <laughs> and not just a lot. Uh, first pour after Eden was born, the Weller Foolproof pick mm-hmm. from the Beaumont Inn. Um, I brought some other samples to the hospital too, but I never really got around to them. Um, yeah, I think I had like one swig of a Knob Creek single barrel, but even then it wasn't wasn't much. But since then, I've just been... I mean, I, I got a bottle of Granddad 114 mm-hmm. the other day. Some of this Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof. I've had a couple of these different Texas whiskeys that were sent to me by Clint Mann. Um, actually, I want you to try the the Brujeria uh, from Balcones. Okay. Or Balcones. I don't know. Uh, the Iron Root Republic Promethean from 2017. Uh, let's see. I got sent a couple of bottles from the folks over at Douglas and Todd. Um, They sent their small batch bourbon at 93 proof along with their bourbon cream. Um, Both are good products. The bourbon cream is phenomenal. I had it in my coffee the other day. (laughs) I'm not going to, look, man, I'm going to admit it. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that I I had some in my coffee. Don't be ashamed. I'm not. I just need a theme song. You know, the best part of waking up is bourbon cream in my cup. Um, golly, I've had so much. Oh, I got gifted uh, one of the Keeneland bottles uh, oh, of nice. Makers. Um, do you still have any of that left? No. All Drink right, it we'll, all. Have, we'll have some of this tonight then. Um, I did it. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, I got to do a, a tour for the first time since February mm-hmm. uh, with Distilled Experiences, who is actually one of our sponsors. Well, the sponsor right now. DistilledExperiences.com. Use the code MyBourbonPod. Or is it Bourbon Podcast? I can't remember. Either way, try something. <laughs> you get 10% off public tours. It, we haven't talked about it in a long time just because of the pandemic, but that's that's a thing that you can probably still do. Yeah, anyway. I got to do a tasting and a tour uh, with a group on this past Saturday, and the tasting consisted of uh, Old Forester Bottled and Bond, 1897. The An Angel's Envy Blend... Not a pick. I mean, it was kind of a pick, but it was like a micro blend from BHG. So the OBC folks. Mm-hmm. And then Midwinter's Night Dram, Act 4, Scene 2. Nice. Stupid good. Stupid, stupid good. Best thing I had during that tasting. I think it was the best thing in the tasting. These folks love the Angel's Envy blend. Bland. Blend as well. It's all sitting right here if you want to try any of it. But Nice. Yep. Anyway. Oh, there's just so many things. I've just been busy. I've been drinking things. I don't know what this voice is that I'm... It's almost Robin Robin Williams. <laughs> well, since this is the 150th episode, we're going to be drinking something special later on, reviewing something special later on. Uh, we do have some news we need to touch on. I don't want to spend too much time talking about the news. Um, we could do 45 minutes of the news if we wanted to <laughs> this week alone. Yeah, but... It's just there's just so much, so we're gonna season. we're gonna kind of power through some of it, and then the rest of it I just kind of want us to be able to hang out, share some memories, some treasures, have some drinks, all that good stuff. Yeah. So we are just coming off of uh, Old Fashioned Week, which was sponsored by Elijah Craig and Heaven Hill. It was just in celebration of the old-fashioned cocktail. Uh, it was all capped off, <clears throat> excuse me, with a, a live stream event with uh, Chef Richard Blaze, 
who hosted an old-fashioned cocktail hour on the 21st of this month. Um, and I didn't get the chance to tune into it, but Heaven Hill did kind of send a little care package with a bunch of, a bunch of different tools for crafting an old-fashioned. Um, instead of using regular Elijah Craig, I used the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel, um, which nice. it was interesting. It was different, but I, it was the last of my bottle that I had. And then you got me another. Oh, that was another thing. You got you brought over a bottle of Elijah Craig Toasted recently. I did. As well, which I need to, I need to pay back. But anyway, really cool. Um, <clears throat> they are using uh, funds from it uh, and to celebrate some uh, some awareness as well for the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation. Uh, great thing that is happening in the midst of this insane year. Jim Beam has also uh, revealed a new duty-free only release. Uh, it's called Lineage. It's the first uh, Jim Beam release that carries a Freddie Nose name. Um, <clears throat> people kind of were like, but what about Little Book? Well, Little Book isn't st- like strictly bourbons. This is strictly a bourbon. It's 15 years old, and I'm not finding the proof anywhere. Do you know what the proof is on this, Swanee? I am looking it up right now. Help me out. Oh, wait, here it is. 110. Sorry. Apologies. Um, it looks cool. It's $250 a bottle, though. It's a lot. Better look cool. Yeah, it better it better look daggum cool. Oh, I saw a bottle of the uh, Woodford Baccarat. Yeah, the other I day. did too. And I saw a Kentucky Owl Dry State. Yeah, you were texting me about that. The guy in front of me bought it. <laughs> really? Somebody actually bought it. Thousand bucks bought it on the spot. Holy moly! She put it in the moly. case. The first guy that saw it bought it. Wow. Yep. That's almost impressive. Uh, it was more. It was. I don't know. Okay, so it's impressive. It's l- less impressive that he was on Facebook already looking to see what the secondary price uh, was. That's when he bought it. There's the issue. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> Didn't we just have an episode on ethics and whiskey hunting? Yeah, and he even said, he was like, my bank's going to flag my card because <clears throat> that's too much money. So let me go call them. But can you put it back in the case and turn it back around so it's just the back of the the box instead? And she was, was just too like, much, man. She's like, "Are you gonna buy it?" And then she he was like, "Ah, probably." Sure enough, he came back immediately. Was like, "Just put it up. Just 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 put it on this card." <laughs> Bought the bottle right there. Who is this guy? I don't know. <clears throat> it was really he, cool. What did though? he look like? Maybe we could track him down. No. No, it, it's a really cool box though. Dude, it the is presentation an amazing is beautiful box. Yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. I'm getting a little irritated with bottles and boxes. I understand. I understand. Yeah, because I that I know someone that's gotten to try that Woodford, and yeah, was overwhelmingly just like, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> Could have been just one of their regular like batch proof bottle mm-hmm. style releases, or even just one in the little experimental three seven fives, and they just wanted to make it special. And put it in a eighteen hundred dollar bottle. Yeah, that's that's hard to justify, man. <laughs> uh, speaking of something that's a little bit hard to justify, the brand new uh, commemorative bottle from Maker's Mark for this year's Breeders Cup uh, has just been announced as of recording. You got feelings about this one. I have feelings about this one because I have had to look at this stupid logo since I was working for a previous company that I'm no longer employed with. It's ugly. It's just bad. It's such a terrible logo. It doesn't make any sense. It's just 
ugh, I'm tired of looking at it. But people do like they they like the the commemorative thing. It's fine. Do whatever you want, but you know whoever but does, don't do that. Whoever designed this logo, somebody needs to take them out back and beat them with a shovel. No, that's not true. Wow. Don't do that. I don't encourage violence. But they need to take a good hard look at themselves and consider how they got to the point that they did with this stupid logo. Go look it up. Go look it up and tell me what you think is happening with this logo. It doesn't make any sense. It's way too busy. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. Go look up this logo. Give me a reason why this is good. Or give me a reason why you don't mind this. It's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. What's the name of the bottle? Well, it's the Maker's Mark Breeders' Cup 2020. But, I mean, you could look up Breeders' Cup 2020 logo and something would come up, too. But, I mean, this is, again, just regular makers in a fancy-looking bottle. And legitimately, it's like makers didn't even know what to do with this logo. It's oddly placed. It's really way too small for the bottle itself as well. But overall, just just bad. Just a bad logo. Bottle's fine. Whatever. I mean, nobody's buying the bottle for what's in it. They're buying it for the commemoration aspect, but who cares? I don't Hot hot takes here on the Smurburn podcast this See, week. See, I just wanted to get you, you know, mad. And you can get riled me riled up. up. Yeah, and then I just <laughs> left it alone. Well, it worked because it's a bad. It's bad. It's bad. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Jim Rutledge has a new bourbon out as well. Smooth uh, transition. Indeed, it's called Blue Run. It's thirteen years old, and apparently, it's to reach uh, young people and more diverse people. It's uh, one hundred and thirteen proof. excuse me and i i'm really interested in trying this i would love to try this Uh, here's the problem though (laughs) if you're trying to reach the younger consumers maybe don't price your bourbon at 170 dollars a bottle yeah 17.99 is a little better there buddy (laughs) i don't know there's only 2600 dollars or 2600 bottles excuse me available in the first run but who's to say man this is wild it's wild to me i have not seen anyone do well with bourbon that's specifically targeted for a group of consumers yeah it seems like anytime they're like this is meant for the you know female bourbon drinkers this is meant for you know older men younger men the only time i've ever seen them do well is collector non-collector that's Mm -hmm. (laughs) pretty much the only category i've seen people do well with yeah absolutely um fine whatever i mean i'm sure it's good it's jim rutledge but this is too much money, honestly. I I can't. I I know it's gonna sell out because of Jim Rutledge's hair, or excuse me legacy, but nobody nobody in the the younger people demographic is gonna want to buy this for that amount of money. No. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Isn't it bad? It's my new lock screen. You are an idiot. Why uh, did you do that to yourself? Just to, you know. You're going to have nightmares. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night and vomit because you've looked at your screen for three seconds. I'm going to make this our banner on our Facebook page. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're, that was that was a mistake. <laughs> Episode 150, and I'm rethinking everything. Man, I, f- I think I found a button to push here. <laughs> Uh, Rabbit Hole also has a new product. It's called Cave Hill. It's a four-grain bourbon. 
this is interesting, 70% corn, 10% malted wheat, 10% honey malted barley, and 10% malted barley. No rye. Hmm. Interesting for a four grain product to not include rye. Uh, over three years old, 95 proof, $60 a bottle. I've seen this around quite a bit. Um, I don't know. I'd be interested in trying it. Might have to get yeah. in contact with our friends over at Rabbit Hole and see if we can see if we can get a uh, little sample or something. I would really like a sample of that uh, limited edition rye that they put out. I tried. I tried. Oh yeah. I, but I and when I when I was talking to our buddy Adam who works at Rabbit Hole, mm-hmm. I just straight up asked him. I was like, "Is there any way we can get a sample of it?" And he said there were so few bottles, it was yeah. so limited that they basically sent one to Fred Minnick, and then the rest went out for distri- uh, distribution if it wasn't being sold at the distillery. Yeah. So, I, I saw a few people that they did end up giving bottles to, but it was like they gave them whole bottles, yeah, the whole presentation, mm-hmm. all of it, and that yeah. was just nuts. I mean, good on them. I'm sure they deserve oh, yeah, it, sure. but it's just like... We get plenty of full bottles. Yeah, but I I, mean, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Have you held that thing? No, I've not even been able to look at it. It is heavy. Yeah. It is dense. They took the uh, they took the labeling that they usually put on the outside of it and actually embossed it into the bottle. Oh. And it's like... That's cool. And it's squattier, but it's dense, man. It is like holding a brick. Hmm. It's really cool. Interesting. Would you like some of this WB Saffle? Yes, sir. Okay. Hand that to me. <laughs> roger, roger. Uh, more news. There is apparently a new Makers coming out next year. Uh, it's another one of their limited releases, FAE 01. Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's a finished with 10 virgin toasted American oak staves. 100.5 proof. I'm calling it FA1. Fay one. <laughs> Fay one. This bottle is so fay. Exactly. Yeah. I hate myself for that. Uh, we're going to kind of run through these these bottles and these labels real quick here. Uh, Baker's apparently is getting a 12 and a half year old single barrel. People are speculating that this is going to be the beginning of a barrel selection program for Baker's. Bring it on. S- still at 107 proof. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, apparently, there are a couple of uh, Taylor bottles as well that could be popping up here in the near future. The first one is Boone County White Corn. I don't know. I don't really know what that means. I I mean, fine, whatever. Uh, and the other one is Japonica Japonica. I really don't know. Striped Corn. Um, so I guess it's going to have an impact on the overall flavor uh, of the product once it actually comes out. I don't know. I mean, it's been kind of hit or miss recently, the Taylor special bottles, but I don't know. What do you think? Um, I'm not going to see them. Nah. I mean, it's definitely cool. Not. I'll probably be able to taste it eventually, but still. Yeah. I got another one to add. Yeah, go for it. Stag Jr. is going to be doing single barrel selections in 2021. Yeah, we never actually got to talk about that. That came out right as we were going on our two-week hiatus. Yeah. But, yeah. So that one's fun because I would love to do that. I think that'd oh, be great. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Because you're already tasting everything at barrel strength when you go in to Buffalo Trace for a pick. You are. But, you know, can I be honest? I don't care about Stag Jr. picks. I just hope it forces heaven hill to start doing elijah craig elijah craig barrel picks barrel picks yeah barrel proof yeah well i mean i i can't say that i'm not interested in a stag junior barrel pick i think that's great yeah. i i would be all for it um again we'll probably never see one 
if we do, it'll be in somebody else's hands as they're walking out of the liquor store. But I, I don't know. It's a fun idea. <laughs> it's a fun notion. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this could be paving the way for more barrel proof single barrel picks from the big, big sellers. Yeah. So we'll see. I'd like a rare breed single barrel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. Yes, please. Uh, speaking of Wild Turkey, Russell's Reserve 2003 is now out. 16 years old and, oh my goodness, I can't do that math. 44.75% ABV, $250, 16 years old. Did I say 16 years old already? I might have, I don't know. 3,600 bottles. Nice. Yeah, okay. Um, definitely want to try it. I wasn't a big fan of the 2001... Two- 2002 2002 whatever yeah. it was i can't remember no it was just really oaky like yeah. it took a certain kind of person that was really one that that mm-hmm. level of oakiness yeah for sure widow jane 10 year old decadence is apparently a new product coming out from widow jane uh it's a finished blend of bourbons from kentucky and tennessee 10 years old 91 proof 80 bucks a bottle out now 3300 bottles in this first batch it's finished in maple syrup barrels Ooh, okay more interested now yeah, from Crown Maple. I don't know what Crown... What's Crown Maple? I don't know. What like matter. Crown... Like Crown Royal? No, it says Crown Maple. <laughs> it says it's in the Hudson Valley. I don't know. I legitimately don't know. Uh, the next bottle in the vertical for Pinhook Bourbon, uh, Bourbon War, five-year-old, is coming out as well. Uh, 104 proof, $50 out, 36,000 bottles. Very cool. Nice to see that that many... That many bottles are out there for this one. Let's see what else. Did we talk about Mictor's 25 a couple weeks ago? We didn't, no. Yeah, well, that's out there. It's $1,000 a bottle. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, what is what is that? 116.2 proof? Sure, fine. Uh, limited edition. I'm excited kind of about this next one, though. Uh, blackened cask strength. Kind of cool. Uh, this is apparently batch 106. It's blended whiskey. There's from many different uh, many different locations. Out now, $55 and also 110.7 proof. Hey, I can do math sometimes. Uh, only available in Kentucky and Florida. Looking forward to trying that eventually. My goodness, we have a lot of, a lot of bottles we have to talk about in a very short amount of time. Barrel Armida is a new product coming out from the Barrel... That's, company yeah that's what i'm looking for right now yeah uh it is non-age stated it's tennessee bourbon uh 90 dollars a bottle limited out now and it's 112.1 proof three tennessee bourbons each finished separately in jamaican rum pear brandy and sicilian um amaro um, amaro amaro casks interesting uh he named uh, joe beatrice from from barrel named this after his mother how cool Nice. Great name. Armida. I like that. Might have to tell Lucy that we're changing Eden's name to Armida. I'm I'm kidding. Penelope also has a rosé cask finished bourbon, interestingly enough. (coughs) 67, oh no, excuse me, $65 and 94 proof, proof, 2,400 bottles. Boy, I really nailed that one on the head, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you take two weeks off, Swan. 
So it happens. <laughs> I'll never let you do it again. Yeah, I'm aware. Uh, a couple of TTB labels as well. The newest Bardstown Bourbon Company Discovery Series at 115 proof, 55% Kentucky 13-year, 37% Kentucky 15-year, and 8% Kentucky 10-years. Uh, all apparently from different distilleries. This is uh, Discovery Series number four. Excited for this one to come out, I'm assuming next year or maybe at the end of this year. I don't know. Truly, I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, Whistle Pig Piggy Bank Rye. 100 proof, 10 years old. Uh, it's a blend of straight rye whiskeys. I am excited for this as well. Is this not the one that they blended earlier this year? I'm not sure. They did the piggyback, not piggy bank, right? Mm. Yeah, maybe this is another thing Just in the same vein. Thing. Yeah. And then last but not least, Backbone Bourbon, bourbon excuse me, Anniversary Edition, uh, Uncut 90... What? Uncut at 90 proof. That seems seems awfully specific. Very strange. Uh, I love the, the text on the back label. Ten years ago, we launched Uncut, one of the first small batch whiskeys to be bottled at barrel strength. Nice. Descriptive. No. no. To the point. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You're all liars. Ten years later, Uncut has endured, and we still haven't dro- added... We still haven't added a drop of water. That's the That's how that works? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. No, We're, one more. One more? Old Charter, Canadian Oak. Oh. It's a new release they Hello. just put out the other day. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, so it looks like they're doing that. They're adding to that lineup of things you'll never see. <laughs> I think I've only ever seen one of those bottles in person just because I was like at a tasting or something. I can't even remember. I paid a pretty good amount to try the Mongolian Oak at OBC. How'd you like it? It's okay. Sure. It's not really like wildly different. I guess when I hear different kinds of wood, I immediately assume <laughs> this is going to be crazy. Yeah. And then it's just a little different. Yeah. So. <laughs> How about this uh, this uh, WB Saffle, by the way? I like it. Mm. I like it a lot. Big fan of everything we've had today. Not had anything. I had anything bad. All good. So 150 episodes, huh? (laughs) The unceremonious transition into talking about what we've done over the past 150 episodes. A lot. A lot. I'll be honest. uh, It's kind of the nature of drinking. I don't remember a lot of it. (laughs) It's all kind of blurred together. Blurred together, yeah. This year, I will say, I had such high hopes at the beginning of the year. And I know that, you know, you start every year and you're like, this is going to be my year. This is it. This is, this is mine. And like, it just, it just wasn't. <laughs> no. And I'm not trying to be a downer or anything, but it's like, it just didn't turn out the way that we thought it was going to. And, you know, doing all of those remote episodes that you, Curtis and I did, all, that all really blended together. Mm-hmm. I like for the most part I can't remember <laughs> what we did during that time. No, but I don't know. I mean, you also got to look at the positives. So look at all what all we've done this year. We've gotten a yeah. lot more uh, press samples that we can share uh-huh. with our audience and yeah. kind of give some feedback on. Let you guys know what to hunt, what to look for. We've kind of introduced the new segment, which has brought a lot of people like into the know for a lot of 
whiskey releases yeah, and stuff absolutely. that they didn't want to dig through the TTB to find. Yeah. Um, you've done some collaborations with some great people. We've got um, glassware coming out. We're doing our first yeah. pick. Oh, yeah, that's right. This week we're doing our first barrel pick. Yeah. I mean, nuts. I, even though this this month or this year was like January, February, it's October now. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is how it's felt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, that's we, we've got plenty of fun stuff going on. We do. That's true. And, uh, you know, 100 episodes, well, excuse me, 150 episodes ago. Was not the same show that it is now. No. <laughs> no, I would argue that those first couple of episodes are unlistenable. <laughs> okay, but nobody gets exciting about nobody gets excited about building blocks, but everyone's excited about a house. You know, I mean, that's a great phrase there yeah Thank but i mean that. if somebody dropped an entire pallet of bricks into a random empty lot everybody would be like oh it's yeah, okay are. some bricks if they are. put up a brand new house in 150 <laughs> days it's like <laughs> awesome can i move in yeah um yeah i feel like we've i i mean i think the big turning point for the show was once i figured out that i can do interviews pretty well <laughs> I'm a good interviewer. I can talk to people. I can have a conversation. And as as soon as that clicked, it was like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna keep doing this. Because initially it was like, ah, we're just going to hang out. We're going to have some drinks. And we're going to, you know, shoot the breeze. And that's going to be it. That's going to be the majority of what we do. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to festivals and talking to everybody in the industry. And, I mean, trying so many different products and you know, exploring vintage whiskeys as well. And it's just, it's become so much more than what I thought it was going to be Yeah. on the outset. And I mean, look, look at us now. We, you're not even one of the original co-hosts. No, no. <laughs> I mean, for the first 30 something episodes, I think uh-huh. I was literally just, Hey, I found this. Do you want it? Hey, yeah. I found this. Do you want it? And you were on a couple of episodes. Yeah. But for the most part, you were kind of sitting in the back, and and you were this like mythical character too. You're like Swan the Bourbon Finder. If you've not followed Swan the Bourbon Finder on Instagram, you need to go follow Swan the Bourbon Finder. Yeah. <laughs> he finds bourbons, which yeah. you did for a long time. You had some really good success with hunting. I, I did this week too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I that's got true. a uh, Four Roses Limited Edition. I got a what's that one over there that you liked so much? Midwinter's Night Dram. Oh, yeah. Got one of those. Uh-huh. Old Forester's 150th, all at retail. Nice. So, fun stuff, man. Not all for yourself, though. None of them are for me. See, that's the thing about, well, yeah, that's the thing about you as the bourbon finder. You've never really gone out, aside from a couple of releases. Yeah. But you've never really gone out for yourself. You're hunting for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I got the E.H. Taylor lineup like the, of the originals, and then I was just like, happy <laughs> i didn't I, I haven't really done much since then and like recently it's been probably once every two or three months i'll come across a really good vintage bottle and yeah. i'll be like anybody want this yeah so i you know it's that's been nice you've kind of got one of those on the docket as well yes yes maybe we'll uh maybe we'll get to talk about eventually yeah, yeah. what 
here's something interesting that maybe maybe it's interesting. Interesting subjective. I did not come into this feeling like I was gonna like wild turkey products so much. Oh, okay. I mean, I I was a. Uh, and and you know it was very much a product of its time, but Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, Bullet. Um, what else was I drinking back then? Elijah Craig. Yeah, until some news hit, you were a real big Bullet guy. Yeah. Real big. Yeah, it was what I hung my hung my cap on, proverbial or otherwise. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I still like Bullet to a degree. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have four roses, but um, <laughs> I, I mean, I really like the Blender Select that came out this year from Bullet. I thought that was a great product, but yeah, my tastes have definitely changed mm-hmm. since we started out. Um, I've also gotten really tired of the hunt. Uh, yeah, that's something. <laughs> okay, that's kind of one honest. of the reasons that you stopped the the bourbon finding. Yeah, but 2020's been awesome for this so far. <laughs> There's less people in liquor stores. There's less people concerned about showing up on truck days, and they won't allow you to gather anyways. Yeah. And then also. Liquor Barn, Total Wine, and others have been like, no one needs to be standing outside in the cold, all huddled up. (laughs) We are not giving out a thousand tickets for Pappy. Just sign up. And so I get an email today, and it's literally just like, just here, give us your contact information. We'll tell you if you won. You're like, what what, what am I looking to win? They're like, we'll just tell you if you won. (laughs) Just just don't tell you. (laughs) You, You might... You might win the ability to come in and buy bottles of regular Maker's Mark. Who knows? Like, I mean, Jack Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> come get some Evan Williams eggnog. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's that's so nice because I mean, I could literally yeah. sit at home and win potentially two Pappy Twenty Threes. Not that I'm going to, but yeah, right. And then just get an email and, and roll up, and I could probably even ask, "Hey, can I just get this car side?" And they'll just bring it out to me. That's wild to me that's insane compared to last year where we were you know all huddled up and i'm sitting there like i'm gonna get a bottle of old forester birthday bourbon i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it four hours later and then there's me and i'm like all right we're out of everything except for makers 101 and i'm just like crap and (laughs) half the people in that group just walked back to their car (laughs) and we i mean there was easy 400 of us just waiting for a name to be called a little ticket to be called yeah but yeah, I do. I do like the fact that this has shown people that we can do something a little bit differently this year. Yeah, the hunt's been uh, draining, but uh, <laughs> I think if I had to like go back and kind of, I don't know, I was a little biased when I first started the podcast. I was really big on Buffalo Trace. Oh yeah, for sure. And it was mostly because I grew up down the road from Buffalo Trace, and uh, same with Old Granddad. But I have absolutely just gone head over heels for Wild Turkey and Knob Creek stuff. Yeah, and Heaven Hill. And Heaven for Hill. For me as well. Yeah. I, I'm I'm definitely in the same camp as you at this point. Mm-hmm. But and, and honestly, I don't know if it would be the same if all of those Buffalo Trace products were still widely available. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Maybe I would still be a Buffalo Trace stan, um, <laughs> if that were the if that were the case. But at, at the same time, I mean, 
there's just so much more good stuff out there to drink and I don't feel the need to stress out about finding a bottle of special reserve or you know plantains or whatever I will say though I'm getting increasingly frustrated that there's not as much Elijah Craig barrel proof out there as I would like (laughs) yes those bottles need to not be allocated people have figured out that that is the go-to. Like, they are grabbing it up. Uh-huh. It's getting obnoxious. It is. It it's is. getting really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm running low. My supply is running very, very low right now. So yeah. I, need to, I need to restock. I think we talked about this two weeks ago, too. I don't have any bookers left. I'm all out of bookers. Yeah. Like, I'd take Blue Knight's batch at this point. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you can find the 2020-3, have you heard the rumors on that one? Uh-uh. So the rumor floating around right now is is they are actually not sending any of it out and skipping directly to the 2020-04. Why Apparently, would they do that? Apparently, it did not pass quality control. So they are not, uh, they weren't happy enough with the product to put it out. They've named the batch... It's hit some places as far as like the cast cartel and stuff, but it says it's out of stock. Sure. Um, and I've not seen anyone post about it. So why not just make 2020-04 the 2020-03 release? I don't know. I, I mean, guess maybe it's already been. I guess if they TTB named it, TTB approved or whatever. Yeah. That's uh, bizarre. That's wild to me. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even i had, I haven't looked in a long time to to confirm any of that yeah i mean it's it's a a complete rumor and the only backing i've seriously seen from it is there's quite a few people saying they've asked distributors and that's the answer they got and it was all posted on reddit pigskin batch yeah i don't know anything about that truly i don't i don't know but it should be out by now i've not no it it. should be yeah and i asked a couple of people at total wine and they've all said that they don't have it at the warehouse that is bonkers I I I had no idea about this. Yeah. So, if you can find the pigskin batch, please write to us. Please. We would love to try it. Yeah. Um it's nowhere to be found. Man, everything is saying that it's out of stock. Mhm. Notify me when available. Man. Is that Is that unprecedented? They've not skipped one. Yeah. Uh that I know of. I know they've had smaller batches of things, and I've seen them, uh, you know, there's been years that they've done six of them, but I've never seen them skip one. Well, I I think of Booker's 30th, too. I mean, they changed that almost at the 11th hour. They they did, yeah. They went from a full 16-year to a 9 and a 16-year blend. So why couldn't they have done something like that with this? Who knows? Uh, I mean, it could have been that they made some of the bottles. They started sending it out, and then they were just like, ah, we got to pull it. This is not it. And there's just a very limited supply of this out. They took the rest of it and decided to, you know, blend it further or to, you know, blend it into just like a regular release of theirs or, or what. I mean, who knows? Now, and again, to qualify this complete, or clarify. Complete rumor. It's all rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. I mean, there's no... No reason why this should be fully believed, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's it's really strange. And and you bring up a good point. I hadn't even thought about the fact that I haven't seen it anywhere. 
Yeah. But there's still plenty of 01 and 02 out right now. There's tons of 02 out. Yeah. And the last time that they had one sit this long on the shelf, it was because they trademarked the name that they put on there, the Kentucky Chew Batch. Mm. If you look on that, it's actually got a little TM over it, so they made a ton of it. So Kentucky didn't see that that fourth batch for a little while or the, the third batch for a little while because we just had so much of it in our warehouses. It took a while to kind of cycle through. Man, that was a great batch, though. It is. <laughs> look at that. It does have a TM. Yep. That's hilarious. I never would have even noticed that if you hadn't brought it up. Yeah. Wow. So it's yeah, they've officially trademarked the Kentucky Chew. Fair enough. Oh. Okay then. Now I, I've just um to to kind of get us back on topic, and I don't want to spend too much time harping on this because we do have a review, but mm-hmm. it's been a lot of fun doing this podcast for hundred and fifty episodes. Yeah. And and truthfully, this is now kind of our three-year anniversary as well. I I can't believe that it's been three years. I can't believe that it's been 150 episodes. For I mean, and yeah, we missed a week here and there for one reason or another, but man, oh man. This has just been one of the more special projects that I've been able to work on, and the fact that it's all been... <laughs> It's all been self. Yeah, it's your own, man. Yeah, I don't even know what the word is or the phrase is for it. Self-guided? Self... I don't know. Doesn't matter. Self-something. (laughs) Self-something. Yeah, and just for some insight, I I show up at Perry's house once a week and and drink and talk into a mic, and Uh an episode comes out on Wednesday. (laughs) I'm here. You, You... yeah, and you would not believe, too. I mean, I spend a long time editing. Yeah. I mean, I I make sure that everything sounds as pristine as it can, and I mean, there there are. I know where the edits are. I know where the cuts are. Yeah. But most people, <laughs> there's no way they would be able to know. But regardless, yeah, it's been fun to be creative, and it's been fun to continue to do this as long as we have and one of the things that i've been saying since the beginning is we're going to do this as long as we can and i don't think that i've reiterated that in a while but i think that that's kind of been proven with the way that we've approached things this year that we wanted to keep pushing forward and we wanted to keep creating episodes and making content and showing you guys that you know we enjoy being in this space not just with each other but also with the listeners and I, I'm just I'm very thankful for you Swan and Curtis and Tanner as well who's of course no longer a part of the show but um, would like to it's literally been a year since we recorded the 100th episode and mm-hmm. we said hey we're going to bring you back sometime and we haven't had a chance to bring him back yet but I, I mean that's extenuating circumstances but you know Chad and Sarah from It's Bourbon Night, Fred Minnick Dixon Deadman, the guys from the podcast. I, I mean, like the list just goes on and on and on of people that we have had such great support from and folks that, you know, continue to show us that they care about what we're doing. And and if I can 
be very upfront and honest. You guys, the listeners, everybody who listens every week, even if you're new um, and you share it with the show or share it with your friends and, and whatnot, it's just the best. It's just the best. And I'm just so thankful for you all. And um, yeah, I don't know what else to say, man. Just thank you. Yeah, that's it. But I would like to, I'd like to drink something else. Let's do it. So we poured a little something. We did to adjust our palates. Yes. And we are going to be, and what we poured, sorry, was the old Forrester signature, the 100 proof. What we're going to be reviewing is the old Forrester, and if this felt highly appropriate for the occasion, the 150th anniversary uh, batch one. This one is 125.6 proof um you and i tried this last week yes we did we tried it alongside uh this year's birthday bourbon um birthday bourbon was actually the first thing that i i got to try when i came home from the hospital with eden sorry cleaning up my class and um you know i i'm excited for us to get into reviewing this the this was a sample that was sent to us free of charge from old forester themselves and our our review itself is not going to uh, be influenced by that or reflect the fact that this was free so disclaimer up the top this like i said it felt appropriate that we were doing a 150th anniversary release for our 150th an, uh, episode <laughs> it's an LE. It's allocated. Um, I've seen people say that they never expected to see a bottle of this anywhere. And I'm just, um, I'm excited for us to get into this. Swan, what do you think about the nose? <laughs> Let's go in. Ooh. Kind of got like a banana nut bread with like some mm -hmm. nuts on it. A little cinnamon. Very baking spice heavy. There's, oop, brushing up against the mic. There's a savory note in there as well. I'm not getting too much savory. Well, it, I think that it's kind of, it, it's it's present, but I don't think that it's overly so yeah it's just kind of tucked into the back of the nose this is one of the best noses i've ever had on an old forester product uh same yeah no this is <laughs> this is probably the best nose i've had an old forester product and truly probably brown foreman in general that's where i'm leaning because yeah. i've not had anything from woodford that has stood up to be this strong no what about jack daniels though it's not it's not a bourbon according to them so i mean i like it i like the nose i did get a weird note in it though i just got a weird note as well what'd you get I, it's something astringent i couldn't really pick up exactly what it was i got bubble gum but it's not necessarily yeah. like bubble gum yeah. it's like that powdery stuff on the uh-huh i don't know bubble gum powder yeah i don't know <laughs> It doesn't taste any, like, I don't ever taste it, but, like, when you, you open up the package, you smell it, you know? Yeah. And it's just kind of that real faint bubblegum thing. I don't know. 
It's, there's a lot going on in this nose. Yeah. All right. I'm going to dive into the palate. Let's do it. Cheers to 150 episodes, by the way. Mm-hmm. It goes real like dark chocolate s'mores on the palate. It does. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. It's almost got like a hickory uh, mm-hmm. like wood chip. Absolutely. Kinda. Hickory smoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang it. One one of still one of the best Brown Foreman products I've had. Yeah. I will say it's almost an attack of the senses. Like it is it is a lot of flavor. I'm so used to their stuff being kind of muted and they're just having a banana note. That's a okay. I don't know. This is a lot. I'm gonna try it next to the signature. It is it is a lot, but I still think that it's got a, a delicacy to it as well. Yeah. I don't think that anything's like beating me over the head. I guess. You know what I mean? He's thinking. It's just hard to know that these are even the same brand. Really? Other than just that kind of banana nut bread thing going on. Doing them side by side, it's it's hard to tell they're the same. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. This goes very savory, like dark. You know, you pointed out the s'mores. I get some of that. Uh, this is the second bourbon I've had like this that I've unfortunately had to describe as like Stag Jr., but without some of the forgiving qualities. Um, like it's, it's oh, to me, okay. it's, it's hot. So Stag Jr. has always had this kind of like, I don't want to say rum, but like kind of a... You know, sugary, sugary something that kind of breaks up that just real yeah. heaviness. Yeah, this just doesn't really have that, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but this is like, this feels like it needs to go with something. Like this needs to go with dinner. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I feel like it needs some of that balance. That being said, this is far and away one of the best Brown Foreman products I've ever had. I I agree. I think it's definitely one of the best if not the best old forester products i've ever had yeah um yeah i think i need to i need to take another sip of the 150th because i was starting to formulate opinions but it was all based on the signature i was like that's not that's not where i wanted to go with this mm. i'm getting a lot more chocolate on the nose now that banana nut bread it's so present at the at the front end of the palate. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's I'm, much more uh, muted on the second sip. Yeah, I'm starting to get more fruit throughout the palate into the finish as well this time. Like very berry heavy. See, I'm not getting a ton of that. I'm still getting a lot of like hickory mm-hmm. smoke. No, I'm still getting smoke, but I, I there there's a berry note that I wasn't anticipating before. Or excuse me, I, I I wasn't getting before, and now it, it's it's definitely around. I think the finish is definitely the weak point on this one. The finish is a lot, so it's like <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. The finish on a lot of these real high proof ones for me is always kind of like oily, honey, that kind of thing. I enjoy it; it sticks around. This one's like it's it's almost <coughs> you know like it yeah, almost makes you cough. A it's little. almost waxy. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, like yeah. there, there's 
there's kind of like a denser quality to it. This I don't know. I feel like this would have been a really good um, candidate for wine finishing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just to kind of take some of that edge off because man, it is so strong. The first seventy-five, eighty percent. Yeah. But that last twenty percent is is a little uh, abrasive for me. And like I said, the finish is not bad. It's just like, as a person that's a proof hound, I'm still like kind of struggling to like yeah. not cough and. I don't. I don't disagree with that. Really delve into it. Yeah. I, there's not much of a hug, really. If there is, it's light. Yeah. Doesn't surprise you. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. I think the I think overall the finish is pretty much fine. Um it's $150 a bottle. It is. Yes. So I have some strong opi- opinions about the price. Opinions. Opinions <laughs> about the price. Um but we'll we'll go through everything first. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a rating system, Perry. We do have a rating system. Each category, well, there's four categories. It's nose, palate, finish, and price. Each category is out of five, and then we tally the score up for a final score out of 20. What would you give the nose on this one, Swan? Nose, four and a half. I think it's the strongest part of this. I'm a little bit low. I'm going to give it a four. I, I don't, I, I just, I like it, but I'm not over the moon about it. Um, I do think it's above average for sure. Uh, I think the proof is really what's carrying it as far as enjoyability. Um, that being said, I'm, I'm, I like it. I don't love it. I really like it, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> but it is enjoyable. I don't, I don't find myself disliking the nose by any means. I'm just... It's just kind of there. But that's not even what I'm saying. No, it's more than that. It's more than that. Can you tell my brain's not working after a couple of weeks off? Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> okay, thanks. Yeah, you pointed out that uh, drinking and then drinking and talking into a mic are two very different things. They are two very different things. Very that's different why we things. had to, had to do the uh, pregame chat warm-up. Yeah, that was more for us than it was for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what about the palate, Swanee? Palate, I'm going to give a three and a half. Yeah, Actually, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Really like the palate. You know, I, I don't feel like this is going to be one that you you pour, you know, half a Glencairn and sit down over a night. You know, this is definitely like I'm going to pour two ounces, enjoy it, and then a month later come back, pour two ounces, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So the fact that it's like a different bourbon on sip one, two, and three is great, and the palate is where that really shines you get a lot of different stuff each time you go back in but it is still so indicative of brown foreman products i still am getting predominantly banana bread that is the main flavor that i am picking up on this and that's fine because i love banana bread. no i do too but i i would expect it to be a little bit more a little bit deeper at this price and at this proof. Again, I don't dislike this, but I think that it's a little bit more one or two note, but just bolder. Yes. 
it's not it where where it's not being cut by water to achieve a more sellable <laughs> flavor profile mm-hmm. or or just proof point in general um i i think that it just takes it and and really bulks it up but i just don't think that it goes in a different direction enough to where I would be overly impressed by it. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I, I actually really like it. I feel like it's got enough different things that you can get on each sip. The first one's rough, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, that kind of s'mores quality, a little banana bread, I'm all for it. Big good. Sure. You're, you're hitting my wheelhouse right sure. there. So it's it's going to be ranked a little higher for me. Um, finish, though, I gave it a three. I actually gave it a 2.5. 2.5. <laughs> I think I'm liking this one a little better than you are. You definitely are. Um, I don't know. The finish is, it, it's fine. It Like I said, it's kind of abrasive, but it's it, its a lot of good flavors. Just the physical, like, mouthfeel becomes a lot. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I mean, this is putting me in that territory where, like, man, I feel like if I just burped really loud once, <laughs> it would just feel better, you know? Um <laughs> Just get that get that gas out. Yeah, I but by no means is it bad. No, it's not. I I just I just am left wanting a little bit more. Yeah. With it. And again, at two and a half, two point five, I think that's indicative of it. It's very middle of the road. There's not a lot going on for me to where I get overly excited about going back for another sip. I think it's a pretty short finish too. I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm not overly impressed by it. At this point, I'm sitting at a 10 out of 20. Yeah. The price on this one, again, is $150. Funny enough, I'm going to give it a 3.5. I don't think that it's a horrible price point for this type of LE, especially considering that there are two other bottles that you could get that would complement this or complete the collection. Yeah. Do I think it could be a little bit lower? Absolutely. I think that it would probably perform a little better at 100 or 125. But at 150, I think it's appropriate. Yeah. I I even gave it higher than that. I gave it a four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You're you're gonna be significantly higher than I am. Then I think in that our puts system. me at a fifteen. Yeah, I'm at a thirteen point five. Yeah. So I guess not that much higher. But On our still. scale, it's enough. Yeah, that's that's pushing you over the edge of a yeah. kind of a must buy. If you see that kind of deal. Well, this is for me more of a go try it at a bar, or if you know somebody who has a bottle of it. You know, give them a little. Hey, can I can I try can I try some of that? Can I try some of that old Forester? Because I just don't, I don't see myself going out and buying one of these. But I like the concept behind it. I guess does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, for for me, it's more like if you've got the funds and the bottles there, sure, I'd buy it. Yeah. I don't have the funds right now. <laughs> I just <laughs> hey, me neither. I just don't. Uh, <laughs> Christmas is coming up, and if I spend that much money on whiskey, someone's going to look at me and go, you doofus, <laughs> punk. Hit me in the, hit me Should have had a V8. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I just honestly think it's it's really unique. So there's not many bourbons that I, I go on the Dickel Bottled and Bond rant with where I'm just like, oh, but it's so unique. Oh, it's, yeah. It won this award. Yeah. This is one I would go on with that that rant. I, I think it is unique enough to justify it. I can't think of a single other expression that hits all of these. And the closest one I can come up with is Woodford Batch Proof and Jack Daniels Bottled and Bond. Or, no, I'm sorry. Jack Daniels... Uh, Barrel proof, single yeah. barrels. Some of them kind of hit in that fair. same territory. Um, but, I mean, you may buy three or four of those bottles before you find one close to this. Yep. And at that point, you've spent substantially more because they're, what, like 50, 60 apiece? Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is the batch one of three, so A, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you can find it. They've all got very, very specific tasting notes, uh, and yeah. everyone is very torn on which one's their favorite of the bunch, mm-hmm. which usually means they're all freaking good. Uh, sure. So I, I or think they're all grasping at straws trying to figure out which one they actually like. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I, I definitely recommend picking it up if you've got the funds and it's available. I think it's a great piece for a collection. I don't. I wouldn't be upset about having it. It's not something I would come back to regularly mm-hmm. at all. All that being said, good product. Thank you again to Old Forester for sending us this. Um, and thanks for the little sample of uh, birthday bourbon as well. Because it was perfect. It was perfect. So, yeah, that's our review of batch one of the 150th anniversary release for Old Forester. It's time for tips and bits. It's time for tips and bits. We review nothing in this segment. We recommend things. It's what we actually do. Yes. Um, it's not always bourbon related, but sometimes it can be. I'm exclusively not bourbon related <laughs> this this week. Uh, anything you want to tip and or bit to our, our listeners, Swanee? Yes. Do you, uh, or have you watched uh, Burt Kreischer stand up? I have watched only the, the Russian mafia bit. Okay. That floats around on, on Facebook okay. from time to time. I think he's pretty good. He's not my favorite comedian in the world, but I'm a big fan of one of the people he collaborates with a lot, Tom okay. Segura. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love that dude. I think he's phenomenal. I just classic like dead in the eyes but hilarious just it's hard it's hard to believe everything that comes out of his mouth but it, he's he's just nuts uh but tom's or tom segura is on the first episode of uh one of these burt kreischer netflix shows that just oh, came cool. out and i was like well i'll give it a try show is hilarious great uh it's called the cabin uh mm-hmm. with burt kreischer yep just the stupidest concept i've ever seen in my life <laughs> He okay. just decides, I'm going to go in the middle of nowhere and detox just me, just in the woods, calm down, relax from my hectic life of being an on-the-road comedian. So his solution to that is, I'm going to invite other comedians to come up here with me, <laughs> and I'm going to make content. Makes sense. And it's just stupid. I mean, he does stuff that I can't repeat <laughs> on this <laughs> podcast <laughs> without getting an explicit tag. That's reserved for our other podcast. This is my thing. Yeah, podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I mean, it, sorry, I had to bleep that out there. Yeah, for listening audience. It's it's just it's just funny. Like the first episode is is funny, and then the second one just gets insane. Awesome. Yeah, like. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't want to call it a cold open, but you watch it and you tell me how, what you think. I mean, it's... Yeah, right. Yeah, the second episode's wild. Yeah, fair enough. I am kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum of things that I've been watching recently. Because for whatever... And, and this has never been me. I've never been like, oh, spooky season? Gotta watch spooky movies. But man, I have just been all about horror movies the okay. past few weeks. So I kicked it off with Brightburn, which do you, do you know anything about Brightburn? I don't. So it's basically what would happen if Superman came to Earth, but he was evil. Okay. Still raised by a pretty down-to-earth Kansas couple, right? But inherently, he's just a villain. Okay? So it's a it's a horror it's like a kind of like a body horror a little bit i mean there's some pretty grotesque scenes in it but mostly it's just kind of a psychological deal seeing how this kid tries to figure out who he is as he's growing up in a world that you know of course is not conducive to his personality and everything but i really liked it I, there were a couple yeah. issues that i had with it but overall it was really good i really enjoyed it um there's some really cool stuff at the end too that um and i'm not gonna give too much away but it kind of teases like a bigger universe or a bigger world than just him which mm-hmm. i would love to see a sequel to this came out in 20 oh no it came out last year it came out in 2019 um so I'm, I'm sure that there are still people talking about whether or not they would make a sequel to it, but I would be all for it. I yeah. think it would be super, super cool. Um, trying to think. I've watched, I've watched a bunch of horror movies, spooky movies. Um, <laughs> the Mothman Prophecies with Richard Gere. Pretty good. Not, not out of this world, but solid. Came out in the early 2000s. Uh, it Chapter One. From 2017. Nice. Not watched the second one just yet. I haven't had a chance to, but the first one was Chef's Kiss. Real good. Really, really good stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is... I just was so... I was so into it. Uh, Let's see. Oh, we watched Hubie Halloween, the new Adam Sandler movie. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. It's fine. That's every Adam Sandler movie. I, I, I agree with that. I've never watched an Adam Sandler movie, even the ones that people love, and gone, this is one of the best things I've ever seen. It's just not in my wheelhouse. And I'm not saying that it's not in other people's, but Mm -hmm. I just don't... He's just not for me, man. Do you have a favorite Adam Sandler movie? (sighs) Out of his catalog of 4,000? Maybe The Water Boy? I've not seen Uncut Gems yet. Waterboy's good. I like Click. <laughs> that cinematic masterpiece from the mid two thousands. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just, I just like it. I think it's funny. Oh, that's funny. That's not what I was expecting from you. <laughs> oh man. No, I, I, I still would like to see Uncut Gems. I haven't gotten to mm-hmm. do that yet. Um, we watched both uh, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And uh, Nightmare Before Christmas yesterday with Eden. Man, you're so. just soaking it up, dude. I'm I'm all about it. It's spooky season, man. Think, Why do you think my name's Scary Ritter? <laughs> Why do you think that you're Hallow Swan? 
I feel like you've <laughs> gone into full dad mode, and you're like, I have to really put emphasis on every holiday because there's somebody in this in this house that's learning the holidays. I, I, and that's awesome, but I'm terrified for Christmas for you. <laughs> yeah, see, here's the thing. Um, you're not entirely wrong because the other day I did think, should I dress up as Santa Claus for Christmas this year? <laughs> Christmas that's is going to be... That's a legitimate thought that crossed my mind. And and this... She'll be two months old by the time Christmas Dude, rolls cares? around. Do you know how many parents <laughs> take their kids to Disney World before they can even think for themselves? Before they can say anything? There should never be a stroller rental at Disney World. What can you do if you're in a stroller? But people still take their kids, man. around, I guess. Yeah, people still take their kids. It's all about the experience. It's just as much about you having fun as it is her having fun, man. Get into it. I'm here for that. But I feel like next year would... See, I don't know. Make it every year. (laughs) Why not? She comes out of the corner and she goes, hi, daddy. Yeah, if she she leaves the house at at 18 to go off to college, you got 18 of these, man. Make Make it fun every year. What a ridiculous concept, though. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, hey, it's me, Santa Claus. See, my favorite idea is you going to bed on Thanksgiving, just like, oh, man, I'm so full. And she's like, all right, have a good night, Dad. And you know, you, just, you come out the next morning, and you just, boom, full Santa costume. <laughs> hey, let's go. It's Christmas time. <laughs> you got a whole month of this shit. Uh, being a dad's fun, though. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. Good. You're yeah. going to decorate this house like elf. <laughs> I gotta be careful not to. Yeah. Because the animals would destroy it. They'll have a great time too. <laughs> kidding I, me? Yeah, but then I would have to clean it all up. That's true. <laughs> hey, I'll also recommend um This is a little bit more personal, but take care of your significant other. Just just take care of them. We had some pretty nasty complications uh, post baby birth, and it was uh, it was really tough. It was really really hard for me to um, to see Lucy go through what she did, and you know, um, I don't know what else to say. Just take care of each other. If you're in a relationship, help that person out. If you're not, help people around you out because it's. Not everything is all glitter and rainbows and sunshine and daisies and whatnot, but it's it's okay. Things get better, even when it doesn't seem like they will. But at the same time, just just I don't know. Take care of each other. <laughs> we talked about it two weeks ago as well. <clears throat> just just take care, please. Take care of your significant other if you have one. But that that's it. I like being a dad. I like getting to be a dad with my wife as well. Having a partner with it. Yeah. So it's cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. 150 episodes. We did it, man. We did it. I, f- I feel like we kind of squeaked through this one, but. We'll be back at 200. Yeah. Squeak through that one, too. Woo wee. Woo wee, Rick. <laughs> Cutting that one out. <laughs> Leave no. it in. Put nah. it at the beginning. Nah. No. Cold intro. Nah. Cold outro. Oh. Is that a hot outro? No. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Hey, thank you all so much for listening with us 
for 150, 150 episodes. Man, I can't even speak. Uh, three years on, this is just, again, so cool. I'm so thankful that we get to do this every week. And uh, I guess we're getting back to our normal recording schedule. So that's pretty exciting. Hopefully. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but we're, we're getting there. If you hear an episode of us uh, reviewing Benchmark, Perry had baby stuff coming up. <laughs> don't worry about it. We're or good. I, or I had a rough couple of days at work. There we go. Who's to say? Uh, but we do have a bunch of banked stuff that will come out eventually one way or another. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Maybe once we get into the holidays, um, we can try to do some stuff like that as well. Get those, Get some of those episodes out. But uh, I, I think we're I think we're gonna be moving full steam ahead with recording as usual, so I'm pretty pumped for it, Swan. That does it for this week. Where can people find you on social media? I'm at Swan TBF on Instagram. Yeah, I am at Purator1492 on all social media channels. Uh, Marie is celebrating our 150th episode as well in the background. And if you want to follow up with the show itself, it is at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app. And, uh, yeah, we don't have any reviews to read out this week, but maybe next week if we're coming back for our normal recording session. You can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com, including but not limited to shirts, face masks, and the one thing I like to keep bringing up, skateboards. (laughs) Still one of the weirder things that we have in our category or our catalog, but still. Why not? Yeah, why the heck not? Phone cases, too. Don't drink and skate. (laughs) I feel like we say that all the time, but regardless. Uh, You can send us questions or comments to thesmoebourbonshop at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail for our Barrel Rings segment, which happens every now and then, at 859-428-8253. Leave us a comment, a question, a thought, a feeling, I don't know, something, Uh, and uh, we'll respond to it here on air. It's always fun when we get to listen to those. It's always fun. If you have, you know what, if you have a favorite memory of the past 150 episodes... Leave us a voicemail. 859-428-8253. That's for barrel rings. Yeah. You can become a part of our Facebook group. Uh, you just head to Facebook.com. Search for This is My Bourbon Group. And uh, it's a really fun little community. We have a great time talking about what we've been drinking recently. Um, we like to tag somebody named Adam Terry in bottles that we found recently um, and whether or not they're good deals. So if you want to do that, um, feel free to do that. He loves seeing all of those messages, um, especially if you've just picked up a bottle of Benchmark for the first time and wondering whether or not it's good. Yeah, and if you could, don't take it home and stage it up nicely. Just take it, take it out of the brown bag you bought it in, place it gently on your lap, yeah. and with your steering wheel in the background, take a picture of it. Yeah. Loves it. Absolutely. It's, it's his favorite thing in the entire world. Mm-hmm. You should totally make sure that he gets tagged in that. Anything else? Oh, yeah, Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcast For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show. For as little as $5 a month, you get bonus content like the pregame chats and the last call that comes out after every single episode. Uh, there's a huge backlog of bonus content that you can find over there. The last call is it's fun. It's one of my favorite things that we get to do every week. And uh, we're, we're still kind of taking a break from it. We're going to ease back into it as we... We figure out what the quote-unquote new normal is, 
with uh, with baby life. But uh, yeah, that does it. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for being a Patreon supporter if you are able to do that. And I think that does it for this week's episode. Next week, who's to say? Maybe it's going to be banked. Maybe we're going to be back. Uh, maybe it's going to be that interview with uh, Ken from New Riff. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> no clue. Well, one way or another. We'll see you guys very soon. But until then, I'm Perry. And I'm Swan. And this is my bourbon podcast. Bourbon podcast.